What do we do when we find ourselves up against the many leadership challenges that exist within our chosen careers? We all have goals and achievements that we would like to accomplish. Unfortunately, these desires don't come equipped with insight or awareness on how to bring these accomplishments to light. In essence, this is why the Dream Octane Niche Finder Framework was formed. Our founder, Clifton C. Manning, spent the first 17 of his 20-year career in healthcare working with physicians and healthcare leaders to achieve patient-centric goals while possessing only an associate's degree in applied science. At times, these challenges were daunting, and he felt unqualified to achieve the success he wanted. However, he focused on becoming intentional in reading every leadership book that he could find, as well as attending frequent seminars in areas where he saw opportunities to improve. Over time, as he applied insights gained from these various sources, he was able to successfully and efficiently cross the hurdles he found himself up against. Eventually, varying degrees of success within his sphere of leadership influence became more evident. The Niche Finder podcast is intended to bring similar insight to you, the listener, from those who have achieved some level of noteworthy success in their chosen career. Our hope is that the challenges they have overcome in the past will provide insight for your current leadership struggles and unlock the dream of achieving success in your own career. We believe that if innovative change is an engine, your unique dreams and abilities could be its fuel. And now I present to you the host of the Niche Finder podcast, Clifton C. Manning. I want to welcome you to this version of the Niche Finder podcast, to our Niche Finder communities, all those who've been supporting us up until this moment. I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're actually going to be ending our first season. Um, uh, and <laughs> it's been a ride. I, I have no idea that things would grow the way that it's grown. Um, you know, going from just having uh, one conversation with Jerome Bridgman at the very start of this, just a good friend of mine from business school. And to see that that conversation crescendoed into over 40 episodes, right? I mean, several artists that we had uh, that came on and different people from uh, various different fields sharing how their journey towards success um what was involved in it, you know, and, and, and how that journey could possibly help you in your own endeavors. I think it's been such a blessing to be a part of this episode or this series of episodes. And I look forward to sharing even more with you in the weeks to come. We are going to be transitioning over to our next season. So for the next several weeks, we are going to be on a bit of a hiatus, just retooling and regrouping and bringing more information into our sphere of influence so that we can add it into yours. I, I truly appreciate all the support. I mean, it is amazing to me to find that, you know, one conversation, like I said, that you know, or, or these conversations that we're having, uh, that started with just one conversation, uh, now is stretching literally around the world. I, I mean, I have data coming to me on my uh, Podbean statistics that show me that people are listening everywhere from the United States to Russia, uh, Slovakia, parts of Zambia, in in Africa, India, New Zealand, Australia, and the list goes on. <laughs> And I can tell you, um, growing up as uh, someone in, in, in the U.S. with West Indian parents from Jamaica, 
Uh, I never thought that a voice could stretch so far, but technology has provided us that opportunity. So, you know, I, I just want to let you know kind of a snapshot into what we're going to be getting into our uh, next season um, as we end this one. Um, our next season, we're, we're going to be looking at very at the very start of, uh, of the season. We're going to look at how can we get you to write that first book? You know, as as many of you have already heard, you listened to previous episodes. Um, I'm I'm very uh, I'm immersed into um, serving at my church and with one of the services that um, I help to participate in at Christ Church. Big up to them is um, becoming a first time author on a shoestring budget in less than three months. And now the title says a lot. It's a, it is a mouthful. Um, however, it, it is something that 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 is likened. Um, and patterned off of my own journey. You know, I remember, uh, you know, what it felt like to to have a, a manuscript in hand, a 10 year manuscript in hand. And, and I remember sitting on the side of my on my bed, you know, with this manuscript, this eight by 10 uh, manuscript uh, that I put. I went to Staples and I just bowed this 100 and something page document. And, uh, and I'm like, OK, now what? <laughs> and and the reason that it took so long for that manuscript to be turned and this is now going back almost you know a decade when I first wrote, wrote the first book it was a compilation it was called Love by Nature uh, it was a book of poetry uh, that I actually put together with uh, the church that I was attending at the time the poets uh, that was um, in that congregation at the time and uh, we did everything we, we put together uh, groups of individuals who were proofreaders, another group who were editors, another group who was uh, formatters, another group uh, who were uh, a couple people who were like that, what we consider to be the editors in chiefs, and they did an over, overview or over, uh, looked over the entire project to make sure everything lined up. It took us about 16 months to put all these poems together. Uh, 15 people, um, I believe it amounted up to uh, anywhere between uh, it's, it's escaping me now maybe 90 to 100 poems I, I forget exactly how many it was exactly uh, some were just high, as short as haikus and some were many pages long right so uh, again different artists had different ways of expressing themselves but I think the thing that I found most rewarding in that is the value of not giving up um, when, when I, I got up from my bed with that manuscript in hand I said, I got to do something. And so I contacted the Library of Congress where we had sent our manuscript several years earlier. For anybody who's been down this road, you know, when you send information to the Library of Congress in the United States, they say or they said on their voicemail at the time when I called them that if you sent us your manuscript, just know that in, I'm paraphrasing it's going to take upwards of a year or a year and a half before we even get to it, right? So that's how many submissions they have. So they basically will tell you, look, you said this is your thing, that's fine, you're going to have to wait. They do retro uh, actively give you the date of whatever it was received, which is fine, but the time still goes by. Well, for me, a year and a half went by, two years went by, two and a half years, three years went by, and I'm like, you know, what's going on? We got no word, no nothing. So I went on this this mission 
and said, I'm going to call. So I kept calling incessantly and I made it a point that every day I went to work at my lunchtime, first thing I was going to do was to call the Library of Congress, long and short of it. Um, I eventually got through, eventually escalated up to a supervisor and the supervisor transparently disclosed that they actually lost my manuscript or lost our manuscript. And again, it was an anthology. So it was 15 people who provided poetry um, for this book. And so, um, <laughs> I begin to know what the look of dis- disappointment uh, appears like uh, in the eyes of others, and 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 it is something that everybody gets excited at the very beginning. But when it came down to pulling this thing across the finish line, it was all, almost as if I was dragging this across the finish line on my own, it just just with God's strength <laughs> and dragging it on my own. Uh, but the supervisor eventually asked me to just resend information directly to him, which I did, uh, asked me to uh, do a couple of things, everything he gave me as a punch list item. Again, I banged it out and got it to him. And we got our manuscript, uh, we got our copyright back in hand. But that was just one step closer to having a published book. But it wasn't the book itself. It wasn't published yet, right? And so I then took that information and, uh, you know, several months went by and I'm like, okay, now I got to publish this thing. I got the copyright. I have the manuscript. Now it's time to move forward. What are we going to do now? And I received a phone call for a good friend of mine named Jeru. We haven't spoken in about a year, but a year that the year prior to when we spoke, the last thing I told him was, yeah, I want to publish my first book, which was this anthology that I was telling you about. So he now calls me a year later and a year removed from when we initially spoke about it. Guess what? I was in the same position and I was almost embarrassed when as soon as I answered the phone and we exchanged our, we exchanged our niceties with each other and pleasantries with each other. Um, the first question he asked, guess what? You know what it is. Hey, how's that book? And so uh, I just had to, <laughs> you know, just just be humble and just tell him that you know, I still don't have it published. He was like, why you haven't published it yet? Now, this was somebody he was at the time working on a second book. And he says, he says, why haven't you published it, Cliff? And I said, well, you know, it's, it costs money to publish this thing. And we got put together, you know, a couple thousand dollars, at least from what I've seen to, to, to get this thing published. He was like, man, listen, you can publish this thing tomorrow. I was like, what do you mean tomorrow? He was like, man, he started giving me, at the time it was called Kindle Direct Publishing. You can Google it. They actually um, changed the, I actually was called Create Space at the time, which is now called Kindle Direct Publishing. And I basically just took that information and went on there and again, put on my due diligence hat and I just started grinding hard filling out the different things that this website is now asking you, which has, it's like a template of sorts. You fill out the template, upload the stuff, and a lot of little technical things you got to do. You don't have to be incredibly versed on it, but I think it's one of those things, the devil's in detail. You just have to be tenacious and have the drive to just keep going. Um, It it really isn't that difficult, but you just have to um, have the ability to just be focused and execute. And so once, once it did that, Um, and formatted it in a way as you're doing it you're actually learning more of how to do it and how to do it better the next time and so that was the first book that same year uh, we treated it like a college semester and um, we said look we've been holding on to this thing for several years 
I did. I, I got off the phone with uh, Giroud that, and that was I want to say August of that year, and and um, I'm July of that year. And August of that year, I contacted all 15 artists who put poetry in a book, and I say, hey guys, listen, let's treat this thing like a college semester, and let's make sure we can publish it before the end of the year. And and we did. Um, we treated it like a, a, a semester, and every month we put together a project plan on how we would get incrementally closer to our goal. And in those three months, we um, in the middle of them, we we printed out a rough draft copy, and then by the end of it, we had the uh, final draft. And I got to tell you, man, it's nothing like holding a dream that you've been conceptualizing for years, decades, even for me, it was decades since I was 18 years old, wanting to write my first book and now hold it in my hand. It is an amazing feeling. Uh, once there's a scripture that says hope deferred can make, make the heart sick. And it's, it is so true um, where you can feel like you keep pushing that that goal keeps moving further and further away as you're running closer and closer. It's almost as if the finish line is moving away from you. But that happens when you're not sure what to do or how to do it. And so uh, that that is a, a long winded way of saying write that book. And what we're going to talk about when we come back now, we're going to be away for several weeks. Then we're going to start recording in the end of January and have our first episode come out the same way it came out last year in, in the, towards the end of February. Uh, but that's all good. But we're going to make sure that we're going to have great content for you. And I'm going to give you the seven steps starting out of season two. We're going to give you the seven steps on how to write your first book. Again, it's parse is somewhat of a modified version of what I share uh, at Christ Church, uh, but it, it is something that I think that could uh, definitely help you on your journey towards success, even if that success is getting that book that's inside of you out of your different techniques that I've learned, and I would love for you to be able to experience that same thing. All right, so that's that. You know, what's that's that's uh, where we are now, and that's where we're going. Um, the next time, Lord willing, um, the season two starts. Uh, but you want to you want to get in contact with us now? Uh, listen, don't hesitate. <laughs> this hey, this hiatus for podcasting, or as we ramp up for the next season, uh, we can definitely connect on launchmyniche.org. That's launchmyniche.org. Uh, we will cover some of those things about writing your first book, starting your first podcast. Those are some of the things that we will be reviewing. But it's not about so much so that, but it's more about you. How can you save time? How can you save time and ensure that even if you're wildly successful in one area, that you can still give in other areas, right? And so this three-day workshop that we do called Launch My Niche is designed to really help save you time. Wishing that I had this, I wish that I had this type of uh, training uh, when I first started out, right? The first day we talk about how do you discover your niche, right? How do you discover it? The worst thing you can do is to find that you climb the ladder of success only to discover that it's leaning against the wrong wall, right? You climb the ladder of success only to discover that it's leaning against the wrong wall. Uh, it's a great quote. And I think that, um, you know, to start with the end in mind, as Stephen Covey has mentioned, um, you want to start with those things 
that are other relating to your unique ability or your unique offering. And so that's why you want to discover your niche, right? And then we'll take you through the process of doing that again on launchmyniche.org. That's launchmyniche.org. Sign up for the next event that we have coming up. Love to have you. Um, and, and it's a new year. Why procrastinate? Let's step into this thing and make it happen, right? Make it happen. So you first day is how do you discover that niche? The next thing is, is that after you discover your niche, quite often people struggle with how do they package their message? We got methods, a method that will help you turn your message into an expression, an expressed expertise, right? So there's a there's a way of turning your experience into expertise. Save time. Look, you can Google this stuff. You can spend all the time to try to do it on your own. Get it for free. Sign up for Launch My Niche and save time, money, and energy by focusing in on getting the tools that you need to be successful in this area of converting your message into expertise. Just get the tools and save time by doing it. It saved the aggravation. It's just so much information out there. I know it can be confusing and I, and confusion just breeds frustration, but you don't have to have that. Uh, in this knowledge gap that we find ourselves all traversing against where we are and the precipice, the precipice that separates where we are to where we want to be, that precipice can be bridged with a bridge of know-how. And a coach can help you with that. And that's why we're here. We're here to help you get to the next level, help move to the next level in this dream of yours. And so day two is about how you develop. And then day three is how you deliver. How do you deliver that niche of yours, that unique, that authenticity, that genuine characteristic that you have that's worked in times past? You want to be able to move that thing forward. It's more about uh, how can you avoid the mistakes that others have gone through? Or how can you not have those mistakes part of your journey? How do you do that? You get somebody to come alongside you who've been there. And similar to what I was sharing you about writing your first book or how I wrote my first book, that was trial by fire. It took me years. It took me aggravation. It took me so many different wounds. I got the scars to prove it, y'all. Um, but um, it doesn't have to be yours. It doesn't have to be your journey. If you want to, again, uh, you know, write your first book, that's an expression of uh, day two. That is that is day two that we talk about how to become a first time author. But but day three, day three again. It's a weekend warrior edition of launchmyniche.org. That's launchmyniche.org. Go on there and you can see exactly what we're offering. And 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 in this day three, as you step into day three, is about how you how you deliver. So day one is how you discover your niche. Day two. It's how you develop your niche in day three. It's how do you deliver your niche to a wide audience. And we want to definitely help you to get there. How uh, some uh, individuals like like Kobe Bryant was able to find, not only was he wildly successful in one arena, but he was able to bring it to a whole nother arena. He was the first athlete, first professional athlete to be able to be not only a champion, but also an Oscar winner. How did he do that? We'll talk about that and delivering your niche on day three of launchmyniche.org. Again, we appreciate you. We appreciate your support and we look forward to seeing you again. Yeah, next season. Enjoy the holiday season. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, happy Kwanzaa. Um, and, and um, you know, made a celebration for you have inside of it 
a good amount of gratitude. Gratitude for um, not necessarily for the things that you don't have, because that is infinite in number, but appreciate the things that we do have, you know, faith, family, um, fellowship with others, you know, finance, you know, be able to have a job right now or have work coming in. Um, those are all blessings, you know, physical fitness, well-being, and also um, the fruitfulness of your life, fruitful, fruitfulness of your life. All those things are something worth giving God thanks for. You know, and, and uh, in this moment of gratitude, if you can just possess and step into that moment, you'll see um, you've got far more um, um, things that are of value in your life than the things that you don't have, things that you may be chasing after. So my goal is, as we have in this niche finder uh, community, in this niche finder arena, my goal is to constantly provide you with information, whether it be for myself or others, that can help you traverse across these levels of life that you find yourself um, uh, basically living in, right? You want to you be able to get over these hurdles. And so um, wisdom is the principal thing. And therefore, get wisdom in all you're getting, get understanding. And so that is a scripture that I want to end this note with. <laughs> and we look forward to seeing you again. Again, uh, visit us on launchmyniche.org. Again, launchmyniche.org. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you at our next event. Until then, thank you for support and thank you for all the love that we've been been getting uh, on our very first season of uh, Niche Friday. Never thought that we would get here and let uh, more than 40 episodes into this thing. And we're going to come back and we want to be able to give you more content, more guests, more information to help you on your journey towards success. 